Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that works at Tab, and he comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online on this dreary Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer issues. So, as we always talk about in, in uh on the beginning of these programs, talk about some technology news. And uh, there is a, just gobs of it this week, if you're a geek. And... Uh, enjoy technology news like we do. Um, recently, Bloomberg put out a story that uh, has Apple and Amazon all upset because they are blaming uh, a company called Supermicro, which was started in Southern, Ca- in Southern California um, by a Taiwanese national. And uh, Supermicro uh, has a lot of their equipment, I guess, in Apple and Amazon. And what's going on here with Bloomberg is they are saying that the Chinese, because these things, of course, everything's made in China for whatever crazy reason. The Chinese are sticking this little tiny um, uh, processor of some of sorts on the supermicro motherboards, so that they can uh, use, the Chinese can spy on companies and folks who have this hardware. And uh, of course, Apple and Amazon quickly denied the report, and this is the era of fake news. So we couldn't even be sure if anybody at Bloomberg is even geeky enough to follow up and do a proper story on technology. Um, they probably they didn't even know how the Internet works. They think net neutrality is an important thing. Um, but uh, this whole thing is going back and forth, and it's, it's a big deal in that if it, it, it shouldn't be that, that far-fetched for you to, to realize that if you're getting your stuff built in China – these guys are not technically our friends per se. <laughs> and uh, what they were saying in the Bloomberg report, uh, they literally would just bring in Chinese uh, government officials and uh, they would go right to the factory floor, act like they're uh, from Apple and Amazon and say, well, we got a minor change to the motherboard we want to make. And they start plopping these chips on the board. So you can go ahead. We have links. We'll put links out to the story from Bloomberg. And of course, we'll put the, the links out there from Apple and Amazon denying this is happening. And again, who are you going to believe? The news, unfortunately, the news media doesn't do their work to the point where we can say, oh, yeah, they, they actually followed up and, and are, are sure about this. And we should believe that. I don't know who to believe. Uh, I'm just reporting it. I'm not a journalist or anything like that. I'm just letting you guys know uh, what's going on out there, <laughs> what might be going on out there. Uh, it's, it's sad that you really necessarily can't trust Bloomberg, and you can't trust Amazon and Apple. You can't trust any of them to tell the truth. But it doesn't seem too far-fetched that if you're building your stuff in China, they could modify it. You know, doesn't doesn't it's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. 
What do you got, Bob? Well, speaking of China, mm, yeah. <laughs> Google CEO, mm. okay, which is Sundar Pichai. Okay. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, close enough. Anyway, uh, he refuses to answer detailed questions on China in letter to Senate. Mm. Google CEO Sundar Pichai has mm. sent a letter to U.S. senators addressing their concerns about his company's efforts in China. Right. But in it, he refused to answer specific questions about the project. This project is the Snapdragon we brought up, right? Dragonflies? Now, yeah, what is that, it? That's a move, move that's ruffled lawmakers. Yes. The pro- project called Dragonfly, Dragonfly is the company's apparent plan to build a censored sh- search engine for China. Right. Eight years, eight years yeah. after initially retreating from the, com- from the country. Right. Senators, including Mark Warner, a Democrat from Virginia, Virginia, Mark mm-hmm. Rubio, a Republican from Florida. Right. And uh, have pressed Google for specific details, like how the project would operate or how the company would work with the authoritarian Chinese government. Right. So uh, he said, we are approaching these issues deliberately, and whether we would or could release a search service in China remains unclear, mm-hmm. according to a copy of the letter shared with CNET by Warner's office. Accordingly, mm-hmm. we're not in a position to be able to answer detailed questions. Yeah, right. All right. So, uh, at least somebody's looking into this. <laughs> yeah. So Google refuses to talk to the Senate. Yep. And um, Pichai's uh, reluctance to answer specific questions may not win over his critics in Washington. He's mm-hmm. been under scru- intense scrutiny from lawmakers since last month when Facebook CEO Sheryl Sandberg and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey testified before the Senate over election security disinformation right. and the perceived biases of companies' algorithms. Right. Yeah, so lovely. There's more, but you know. Here's some more information about Google. Again, senators, they're demanding Google hand over internal memo urging Google Plus cover up. So you guys might have heard that you know Google Plus is was a competitor of Facebook and barely anybody used it but about I don't know 500 million or so people not even not, not even that many maybe 500,000 it was a very small number of folks put their information on Google Plus and if you heard recently it was the data was made available now Google is saying it was never hacked or leaked because basically it was just never secured properly and third party apps could scoop up your data so what Google is kind of saying is that we don't have to report a breach because there was no breach. We simply – well, they simply were very lackadaisical about the data, left it out there, and made it – the, and the apps could have access to it. So according to Google, this isn't a breach, and that's why they didn't really report the issue. And the Senate is saying, well, we, we want to see the letter that's been circulating talking about keeping it quiet within Google. So there's somebody, you know, whistleblowers inside of Google that are saying, yeah, there's this letter that they told us not to tell anybody about this. <laughs> and uh, the Senate wants to take a look at it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not so sure we should have the Senate look at anything, frankly, but um, <laughs> they uh, they want to look at it. We'll see what happens. Um, but Google is saying, hey, you know what? This really wasn't a leak. It was uh, you know, just a feature of how the system worked. We didn't really lock the door when, the, when you put your stuff out in the cloud. And the fact that it was sucked up by other folks is really not a breach. It's just part of the... Well, we didn't the, think anybody would misuse it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, we'll put the story up here for you to take a look at it. But uh, you really shouldn't expect anything secure or or, or uh, being protected when you put it in the cloud. Is really what the, the moral of the story is. It's not more secure out in the cloud. It's less secure. <laughs> well... Obviously. 
I don't have an article on it, but I did see a news thing last uh, week during the week yeah. about this football player whose house got burglarized like twice mm-hmm. because he puts on on Facebook. And of course, they know there was that the Patriots football player. Uh, yeah, it could have been was Patriots. It, was but it there's been a bunch of them actually? Yeah, yeah. Because they're on Facebook first of all, and people right. put down on Facebook. They're on vacation here no, and no, there, no. and people find out where they live, and guess what? They know nobody's home. Right. And they burglarize their home, and this guy, uh, these football players, are prime targets. Yeah, they got a lot of, a lot of stuff laying around. What so, else you got there, Bob? You want to bring up? Oh yeah, here's a uh, Facebook pulls down over 800 pages accounts ahead of midterm elections. Yes. Okay. Now there, so this is basically Facebook censoring the internet. So I know net neutrality. Everyone was very afraid. Uh, without net neutrality, how big, big internet providers like Comcast and, and AT&T were going to censor YouTube channels. They're going to censor free speech. Ironically, it's not them. It's big content who are actually censoring. So Facebook brings down 800 pages of people that supposedly are uh, causing ruckus, right? They've right. decided. They have been the deciders of free speech. So – they uh, removed 559 pages and 251 accounts mm-hmm. for running afoul of its rules. Some mm-hmm. of these accounts tried to drive traffic to their websites for ad dollars and misled users into thinking they were forums of, for political debate, mm. according to the company. Yeah. Other users, uh, others used fake likes and shares, so their content showed up higher in the social networks, news feed spammer, mm-hmm. spammers, mm-hmm. and they would also create multiple pages and accounts to reach more users. The company said, "Right, they were just working the system." So you know, it goes kind of goes on, but it says uh, some of the removed accounts include conservative news sites such as Right Wing News, which mm-hmm. had more than three point one million followers, mm-hmm. gone, gone. Left wing groups such as Re- the Resistance and Reverb Press, according to the New York Times, gone. Facebook, gone. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times that the accounts the company removed were run by Americans. Right wing news said it will take legal action against Facebook if the social network doesn't restore its pages. <laughs> yeah. So again, so the net neutrality debate was all about censorship. They're worried about being throttled. And it's not the internet companies that are throttling. It's big content that are doing the censoring. And that's what's been happening um, lately, if, if you haven't been paying attention. So, yeah, this is a pretty good article. I'll put a link to it. There's a lot yeah. more information there. Uh, they have 2 billion users worldwide and been under pressure by lawmakers to protect the integrity of elections. Well, again, the integrity of elections has nothing to do with Facebook. If you yeah. are really that's if you are skewed enough to actually think someone's opinion on Facebook is going to decide how you're going to vote, it, you know, you can go to a bar and talk to your friends at the bar. Okay. So I guess that social network is out too. So if you want to know whether or not the uh, Google is biased, let's yeah. say, yeah. Just do a search of Supreme Court justices. Right. It'll show you pictures of all of them, pretty much how they look today, except yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the oldest Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. who happens to be a lady, Yeah, they have a picture of her, like in her 20s. <laughs> she doesn't look anything like that. Yeah. 
Well, that might be an example. I don't know. But the, the, again, who's censoring who? Is it really the internet companies we have to worry about or is it the content companies? I would argue it's the content companies. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. we got Mark in Florida calling in. All you guys in Connecticut, I know it's a rainy, nasty day, so if you guys want to cuddle up with your computers and give us a ring, feel free. We'll be right back. And we are back. Chicago's getting a lot of play this week. It's a good thing. We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out. Let's get right to your calls. we got Mark in Florida calling. Morning, Mark. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good, thanks. What's up? Hey, I've got a uh, HP laptop, like two years old, with Windows 10. All right. And um, I just get this uh, no audio device installed. Um, I went to the device manager and tried to update the driver, and that didn't work. I went to HP uh, tech support, and they couldn't do anything as far as the automated check-in for that device. Um, so you talked to somebody I, at HP specifically? No, it was just their online, um, what was on the computer there, like the tech support. Okay. You know, it, it would just test the, the audio device itself. All right, and so can you? Uh, I'm going to ask the questions. Can you still hear things when it comes through the system, or no? Um, no, I can't hear anything. It's got a, uh, a a check on that, and if I go to like the device manager, it says no drivers installed. Yeah. And I tried to search for drivers, and it all failed. Everything, you know, came back nothing. <laughs> yeah, and this worked before, probably before an update, correct? Yeah, and I also went to see what I tried to. I went to your website mm-hmm. and I tried to go back to a previous version. Yeah, and it didn't have that option. Oh, and I you have no. Tried a restore point, and I went back and it failed. It was a restore like two weeks ago, and it failed. Oh my gosh! Okay, so <laughs> you, you've done everything that we told you to do um, initially. Tried to, yeah. Um, well. It looks like Microsoft updated the operating system and maybe damaged the driver that's part of it. But the key here would be for you, again, you have to work with HP. You've got to find that specific Windows 10 audio driver for your specific laptop. So you have to go back to HP's site and try and download that latest driver. Or maybe they've got an older driver that'll work um, because okay. it worked before an update, right? This, this laptop had yeah. sound before, right? Oh yeah, works. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, the only way to do that is to is to go to their site and, and try to get it down there. You don't see any driver, right? When you go to your device manager and you go to sound, you don't see any driver installed, correct? Yeah, it says no driver installed, and yeah. um, and when I I looked to search um, on my computer for a driver, it said nothing, and then it said search the internet for a driver, and it said nothing. Yeah, that's not going to work so well these days. That really has never worked, searching the internet for a driver. <laughs> at least I've never had any luck at doing that. I do right. it all the time. Yeah, you have luck at it? Oh, I always get them. You do? Always. Well, he's out in the field more than I am, clearly. <laughs> um, I never had any luck at doing you that. You just got to plug in, go to the HP site, yeah. plug in the, oh, right. the model number. Actually, you're better off using Google search. Yeah. Put in your model number mm-hmm. okay. and... Um, and, you know, put in drivers, you know, and then let's say Windows 10, if it's Windows 10. Right. Right? And it'll get From you, their site? No. Oh, from, from Google. Google. Okay. So then it'll give you a link that'll bring you to the drivers that'll get you close. 
<laughs> okay. But then it'll do a search. It'll look at and see what operating system you're running. Yeah. So if you're downloading a driver for another operating system, you've got to drop that down and change it. But the point is, is yeah. that it'll be there, and then there'll be a list of drivers, and you just got to go down the list for the specific driver that you're looking for. And now, did you ever try using the little tool that is available within the HP laptop that does driver updates? A lot of times they have like a, an assistant, right, Bob? There's like a yeah, HP that's assistant. correct. And uh, that works pretty well as well. Have you tried that, Mark? Yeah, I did try that, and it didn't work. Um, <laughs> it's shown as a Intel high-definition yep. um, sound. So um, I but, guess I'll Google that and see if I can find something with that. Well, you got to do it within your make and model of, of laptop, like Bob said. You have to really narrow it down and, or get to the HP page that is specific for your laptop under support. Right. Um, right. That's really the only place you can get it. And uh, I can't think of any other way to fix it for you other than having you get the driver that Microsoft deemed inappropriate during their recent update, even though it was working fine before they updated it. Well, and another route that you could go yeah. is if you right-click on your computer mm-hmm. and choose Manage and go to the Device Manager. Right. Okay? Yeah. You may be able to see that there's a uh, sound driver there that has like an exclamation point on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, where it doesn't have the driver. Yeah. But what you can get is you can drill down into that and get the properties and find out what the device is. Specifically. Oh, I see. Okay, yes. And then Google the driver for that specific device and try that. But okay. in the year 2018, you shouldn't have to do any of this. <laughs> I got news for you. In the year 2018, sometimes that's the only way you get something that uh, works. I know. But it was working fine before, right, Mark? Yeah, it was working fine. Yeah, but Microsoft deemed it unworthy and ripped it from the machine. It's what? like plug and play. Has it ever worked? Right. We, we always called it plug and pray. But the point is you already had it. Pl- it was plugging and working. It was working, yeah. yeah. So what does Microsoft have the right to do to rip out a driver? Oh, by the way. Yeah. I just was looking at mine. I have an HP. All right. Yeah, okay. Me too. And it, it reminded me, because I have this also at home, mm-hmm. my audio frequently fails yeah. during an, after an update. From Microsoft. From Microsoft. Right. And what it is, is the audio driver is built into the video driver. Oh, so he may have an updated video driver. So he may need to update his video driver, not the sound driver, because the sound driver is built into the video. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> video killed a radio star, I heard. So in this case, it might be killing your audio, too. So. All right, that's good. Um, if worst-case scenario, because I just got this computer, and it's not my primary, um, I, was, I didn't do a, um, a backup for the uh, restore. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do that to a thumb drive? Can you create the, the recovery to a thumb drive? Recovery, yeah. For many, many systems, you can. You have to follow the instructions for your specific laptop, but the answer is yes, generally. And do you know what size thumb drive I need for that? Uh, Huge. Yeah, get a big one. <laughs> you know, how 30, 32 gigs, 64 gigs, something big. The bigger, the better. Yeah. It's oh, unbelievable no. how big those are. All right, Mark. Okay, sounds great. Yeah. So real quick, I, I know how you guys like technology. Um, I moved to a new location to a house. Yeah. And when I went to go to my insurance app on my phone to pay my bill, this thing popped up and it said, hey, did you move to this location? Which, <laughs> yep. Now, how would they know? Okay, well, your phone, tells said, yes. your phone tells them. Yes. Your phone tells them. Yep, yep. So... So I'm saying to myself, okay, I, I don't mind anything, yes. And they said, do you want me to change your address on? Yep, you can change that. And the other day, I'm driving down the highway, you know, maybe going a little faster than the speed limit. I'm saying to myself, I bet you they know that I'm, I'm speeding right they, now. They do, Mark. We got to go. Okay. <laughs> right, bye-bye.
are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And so with our last caller, we had to let him go at the very end there, but he was talking about the app, knew where it was when he paid his bill for the insurance company. And then he's like, wait a minute, they might know how fast I'm going. And so here's the thing, right? The app probably does. Now, it's probably illegal for them to use that against you. However, you can buy these little devices like from Progressive that you stick inside your car to show your driving record. We would have people call our show because they had to they put those little things in their car and it showed them stopping really fast. Well, and Progressive says, "Well, why are you stopping really fast? You must be a bad driver." And it wasn't because they were a bad driver, it's because the guy in front of them stopped real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so then they asked us, "Well, can we get some way to to videotape our driving or not videotape i just aged myself to, to video my uh my driving so that i can then report back to progressive and say look i had to stop because of this so he had to prove he's fighting his own device the device is there to prove he's a good driver then he had to prove he was a good driver because he had to stop fast because he didn't want to bang into the guy in front well of him. what would they rather have him do hit him <laughs> i know <laughs> pay the claim <laughs> uh so probably the app that mark is using knows how fast he's going but it's probably illegal if they use it against you unless you have clicked i agree on all the terms which everyone does they already own your firstborn and uh you know they're gonna take your house when you retire <laughs> i just uh was yeah. watching the the uh, born ultimatum yeah, and, uh, how they were tracking these people with, uh, you know, these cell phones. Right, right. And oh yeah, you know, you guys got to know if you turn it off, it's, it's still, still tracking them. <laughs> you got to take the battery out and stomp on it. <laughs> it goes through a you lot of phones. Can't do that with the new phones. You go through a lot of phones. Yeah, you can't take the battery out. No, you're right. Mm, I wonder if Apple was involved with that decision for another reason. They were using flip phones when they made that movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, let's go to your calls. You got a full board here. We're going to go to Jerry in Plymouth next. Hey, Jerry, what's up? Uh, hi, good morning. Morning. Uh, I belong to a nonprofit organization, and we have a Yahoo email account. Yikes. Uh, well, people who send us emails say they are getting a message that the email was unable to be delivered and was sent to our organization's name at USA.com instead of Yahoo.com. Oh. And I'm just wondering how do we fix that, or should we even bother... Well, so Jerry, if you if you t- have somebody else that you know email you, do they are they able to send you the message? Is, is, is it happening for everybody or just these one these few? These everybody. Few? Oh, yeah, everybody. I do it myself to see if it works. Well, there's a DNS issue going on here. A DNS What's issue. That? I mean, everybody can't send to their box. I think it's worse than that. Well, you know, if you can't send, if it's going to some other domain, they're sending right. to them. Boy, but it's not going to them. Correct. At Yahoo, you're at Yahoo, right, Jerry? So yeah, somehow there's a DNS that's saying, "Well, wait a minute, this that would Yahoo. be Yahoo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I'm not sure so where it's you were getting going redirected somehow. You got a problem with your mailbox um, at Yahoo? Have you have you texted or emailed or spoken to some human at Yahoo about your problem, Jerry? No. Yeah, it's their problem. Your box at Yahoo has got a problem. If I try to send something to Jerry at Yahoo and it doesn't get there and it gets bounced. That's your mailbox problem at Yahoo. I would go in first of all, change the password on the mailbox. Yeah, and that's this. Then the second thing I would do is I would look under all the options that you have to see if somebody set up a forwarding address or something, mm, a forwarder, like a redirector. Like it's been hacked and redirected, and somebody's trying to. Well, all the Yahoo accounts were hacked, Jerry. Just so you know that, right? All of them. Yeah, were. yeah. So I should probably just get out of Yahoo. You should get out of Yahoo altogether. So okay. what you should do, if you're a nonprofit organization or any any organization, you shouldn't be using free email. 
um, from a co- cloud company like Yahoo, <laughs> period. If you want to do a couple of things, A, you want to be in control of your email. B, you may want to be able to back up your email. Um, C, you don't want Yahoo to read your email. Uh, there's all sorts of reasons why you don't want to give it to free, uh, use the free uh, tool like that. So you could create your own domain. Let's say go to a place like GoDaddy, and they're going to give you a few boxes free email boxes with your paying, domain but you're paying for it when you have your host right at godaddy so the point is is though then you're in control right you own it right and you can control the dns you can control the mailboxes and you won't be at yahoo anymore you'll be at whatever your nonprofit organization name is which is much more right. valuable to everybody to send it to okay. that than yahoo so okay punt them jerry just punt them okay very good thank you <laughs> you got it bye bye um, yeah, it's definitely Yahoo's problem. Well, there's something, something wrong, wrong there. <laughs> or, the, or his email got hacked and, you know, there's redirectors yeah, in there. Yeah. That's, uh, that could we'll be happening. Be, yeah. Let's go on to uh, Clint in Oxford. Hey, Clint. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Got a uh, networking problem. Oh, boy. Okay. So uh, a few months back we had, because I have a remote worker, Mm-hmm. Had a uh, an electrician come in and run some uh, Ethernet cables, yeah, uh, so that it, I could my office could be wired, yeah. So wired my wife's uh, computer, and everything's working great as far as the internet is concerned. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I can see on my personal computer, I can see everything that's on hers. Yeah, she can't see my computer. Yeah, okay. That's a permissions issue between the two computers. Right. Okay. So let me, I'm going over to my wife's computer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, we, if that's where you need me to be. So, you can, she, so you're on the wife's computer and she can't see your stuff is what you're saying. Correct. So, so where our printer is. So she can't print anything from our, uh, from our computer. You, okay. You've got to set up the sharing on your computer and you need to turn on network discovery. Uh, on your computer, not her computer. Well, let me put. Let me, let me say this. Okay, I'm at my wife's computer right now. Mm-hmm. She, if I go to the net, if I'm in, I'm in. Uh, it's not her fault. It's not. It's your fault, Clint. It's your machine. Okay. You're the one restricting her. Okay. She, she is the client trying to get at your system, and your system is saying no. So you doesn't. You don't need to go to her machine. You need to go to your machine and make it more available. Right. It's asking when I'm on her computer. It's asking for network credentials. Exactly. She needs to have the network credentials for your system. So you're not in a domain. You're in a work group. Yeah. In order for that to work, you have to create accounts on both computers that's spelt exactly the same with the exact same password on both computers for local. So, for instance, if you have two computers, yeah, you, Clint, you you need to have two Clint local user accounts and then two. Whatever your wife's, wife's name, local, local user. user accounts with the okay. same passwords. That's the easy, an easier way to an easy way to do it. Yes, and then you should be able to get in uh, and sh- share, you know, share your printer, right? And then share whatever folders that you want to share, right? And then she needs to know the host name, yeah, of your computer. The first time it connects, it may not see it. What operating systems are you running, Clint? Both of you, Windows ten. Okay, so we're gonna put a link up. Uh, how to configure a uh, work group in, in Windows 10 for you so you at least can follow some instruction about what Bob just gave you in you know a 30-second overview. But it all it's all about security uh, and what you've got configured on your machine, keeping her out. It's looking for passwords. 
and you haven't set up accounts for her to access the system. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It's just really confusing that yes. I can see everything that's on hers. I didn't add up any new accounts. Right. So hers is made, you've made hers more available or less secure somehow than yours. You put security in yours that needs to be either lowered or given, you need to give her um, enhanced credentials to get to your system. Okay. Uh, when you first set up the systems, that's you. You might have set up a, when you got the machines. You might have set up a clinic account on both of them. No. Nope. No. Uh, maybe there's admin credential that you have on both of them that is the same. Um, who knows? There's a reason you you have power over her and she doesn't have power over you. Right. Although it should be reversed, if you know what I mean. Technically, yeah. <laughs> um, let me give you. We'll put a link as to how to set up. Uh, Windows uh, 10 workgroup so that you can give proper credentials to both systems, and uh, you're just you're just a uh, probably a few steps away from making this work, Clint. Okay. All right. To talk about it, to give it a step by step over the air would be tedious and make most people's hair hurt, right. <laughs> including mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, the instructions we'll give it to you. We'll be here till 11, so if you want to start reading through them and and uh, if you were come across any bumps in the road, feel free to give us a ring back. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. You Appreciate got it, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, bye. Bye. That's all about security. Now, the other problem people have is that they make security so low that there is no security. So they get so frustrated with um, sharing out resources that they make the password password and the admin admin. Oh, and four zeros on your iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so all of a sudden everything's working, quote unquote. Everything's shared, but you know. The Russians are reading it, too. I'm just kidding. We're going to sip out for a quick break. <laughs> Get back to more of your calls. Uh, Joe, Jack, and Sherry, hang on. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we'll try to help you out if we can. Let's go on to Sherry in West Hartford next. Hey, Sherry. Yes, hi. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, I have a couple questions. One, they have to do with iCloud. I keep getting mm. a pop-up message, Google Photos. They want to automatically back up my photos. Mm-hmm. And it pops up, and, then, and you know, you, you hit continue, and then it, you have to then quit the system to get out of it. And it pops mm-hmm. up in inopportune times, let's oh, say. Oh, yeah. So how do you get rid of that? <laughs> oh, no. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, it is annoying. Um, it's annoying. And the other thing about iCloud and uh, having your photos backed up up in the cloud is there have been multiple hacks, um, many of them called the fappenings, where the, our celebrities' naked nudies were put out there up in the cloud because they were backed up and didn't realize that they were sitting out there in the cloud backed up mm-hmm. by Apple. And uh, then they were tricked into having them released. So... I'm not exactly sure how to silence that alert. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not an Apple user. If you've listened to the show before, I I, I find them annoying for all sorts of other reasons. Um, generally, expense. But um, I, I don't have, have an Apple. I'm on a PC. This is happening on your computer. Yes. Which is why on, on a PC, not an not an Apple device. No, it's a PC. Why, I, wait, I'm who, using a Dell computer. Who in your um, in your home has a, an Apple device though? Um, my husband. Ah, so he's Backed the one. Backed up his iPhone. There it is, to your computer. Yes. So that's the issue. That's the account. Um, there must be a setting that you can tell the iCloud to stop bothering you okay. um, about this update where they want to send it off-site to the cloud. We can try looking it up, or we can 
um, ask our Apple friends to let us know how to do it. Um, well, I do have, like, I, I went on, well, I have Norton, and I went on to Startup Manager, and I see it says a Google Photos Backup. That's a Google service, not an Apple service. Right. Are you sure it's it, it Apple says, doing it, or is it Google doing it? It says a Google Photos Backup on my Startup Manager. No, no, I understand that. Yeah. The, the, the uh, update you're getting, that pop-up, are you sure it's from iTunes, or, you, or could it be Google doing it to you? I, it's Google doing it. Oh, you told me it was... Apple, I thought. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's why I'm calling. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do have iCloud services, too, that every, running in my background is backup and sync from Google. Okay, so you got Google going and I, iTunes, iCloud going and uh, tune, right. iTunes going, and everything's bothering you. Everything's bothering me today. <laughs> you know, it's a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Bob, we want to walk her through removing that from startup, right? The uh, Google app from startup? The Google app from startup? Right. Okay. There's mm-hmm. uh, a couple of places where you need to look. So you can start from the start window. Okay. And uh, you, you look down the menu until you get to startup, and you may not find it there. And then the other way is to go to the key... Hit the start button and enter in MS Config. MS Config, okay. And there's a startup tab on the MS Config. And then you would remove the Google. No, you don't remove it. You uncheck, uncheck it. Uncheck it, right? You uncheck it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll now be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. When you get into the MS Config, you can really mess up your system. Okay. So make sure you're only unchecking that Google in, synchronization. Uh, on the startup tab. Right. Because that's probably it. It's probably automatically running. You're, Norton's already telling you about it. Yeah. And uh, if you take that out of there, it won't constantly ask you to back up your stuff up in the cloud. If you don't want to. I assume you have some other backup, right, Sharon? I, oh, yeah. I have, an, I have a hard drive that I, you know, an external hard drive that I back up. So I don't really need, I don't want to be in the iCloud at yeah. all. Well, you're, this is not the iCloud. This is the Ooh. G Cloud. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> the iCloud's I, what threw me. I just lied to you. Oh, jeez. Because they moved it in a recent version of Windows 10. Are you running Windows 10, Sherry? No, I'm 7. Oh, you're 7. She's running 7. So she should be able to get it in MS Config. Right, as he described. In Windows 10, it's under under Task Manager. Right. Okay, okay. So if I use, uh, under my Norton Startup Manager, if I see it, Google Photos back up there, if If, I turn it off there. That that would work. If they allow you to do that, if, if Norton has the power to do that for you, sure. Okay. That could do the same thing. And one other quick thing, yeah. if I may. Yeah. I just received, I just uh, set up a new modem, mm-hmm. and I'm on part of the setup. You had to um, pick from different networks, and I picked network three. I don't <laughs> even know what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's working? It's an open network sharing center. Yeah, every time you connect to a new network, like a new wireless network, Oh, that's what she means. If it, it, if it, you know, if it doesn't recognize it, it gives it a number, you right. know, and then you know that number can get huge. Yeah, so oh. you, it's okay if it's working. It's working fine. Okay. All right, I'm now the, the one last piece, Sherry, that external hard drive that you have connected to your computer—that's your backup. Do you ever disconnect it? I hope. Oh, definitely. Oh, Every good. time. Oh, very good. Yeah. That, no, it's all, I've, I've listened to you guys enough. I, I've picked up a few ditties. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, because if it stays connected and you get hit with ransomware, it's going to encrypt your backup too. Right. Now, you guys have been more than helpful over the years. Oh, I'm glad. So, okay. Right. Well, well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Let us know how it turns out, Sherry. I will. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, she did say iCloud. I wasn't hearing things. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so let's go on to Joe in Litchfield. Hey, Joe. Joe, you there? Turn your radio down. Yes. What's up? What can we do for you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I still hear you talking on the phone or on the radio. I know. That's good. It'll mess you up. Turn that radio down and <laughs> okay. we'll try to answer your question. We may have to hold you I'm over. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I, uh, I heard you talking uh, a week or two ago about having a separate computer for financial purposes only, like banking, brokerage, credit. Yeah, there was a guy who called in talking about it. I know uh, the owner of our company does that. Um, when you do any work online, that's a, it's a good way to be a little more secure. Is that a good idea? It really is, huh? Well, here's here's why. I mean, if you if you do any kind of financial work, and then you go off and surf the internet, and you have a glass of Merlot in your hand, and you end up at some dark alley of the internet, and some bad guy uh-huh. gets a keylogger on your computer, the next time you yeah. log into your financial information, the bad guy in the Czech Republic has got the ca- password too. I see. So uh, it's it's really uh-huh. just seems to be a, a little extra smarter way to kind of be separate. You just do your yeah. financial work on that. Turn it off. So I shut shut the computer down. Shut it off. When you're not using it, I mean, if you want to leave it running, you can. That's only going to help CLMP or whatever they're called now, EverSource. <laughs> right. Um, okay. But, so yeah. All right. I was looking. I was already looking at it like like an HP Pavilion laptop. It was a second. So yeah. I may actually do that then. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, one other question I had. My wife had a question on her, her laptop. Uh-huh. Is there an antivirus for uh, a special one for an iPad? For iPads, they are, you can, yes. Um, I think ESET, E-S-E-T, offers uh, an Apple iPad-style antivirus, yes. I know they do it for uh, Android. Okay. So you can. ESET, E-S-E-T? Correct. That's it. Okay. Take a look at that. There's probably others out there if you go to the uh, the Apple store there. Sure. Okay. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Joe. Uh, thank you very much. And Our pleasure. I enjoy your show very much. Well, thanks for listening. Keep it up. Bye-bye. We'll try it. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, I know it sounds a little paranoid. And then you're going to do all you can, right? You're going to do all you can to protect your data. And then Equifax is going to make it available to everybody. <laughs> um, but it does make some sense to me to keep uh, to run your financial stuff on a separate machine rather than the one you, your kids, your grandkids use. Because who knows where the heck they're going on the Internet? You just can't trust that that machine is, is a clean system. And I only say that because I know how the sausage is made. You know, people talk to me, uh, oh, Eric, you're, you're being too paranoid. I am not being too paranoid. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> uh, it is way too easy to uh, put software on your computer and uh, have the bad guys get the data that they need. They, they, most of the time, they simply email you and ask your password. They say, hey, we're from Citibank, and we want to make sure your account's all up to date. Please put in your username and password and verify for us. And all you're doing is emailing some guy in Uganda your password. Um, so you can do all the protections in the world, and then someone's just going to ask for it. Um, and that's why you got to be careful with phishing schemes. Um, it's very dangerous. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.